Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Hey folks, welcome to Wednesday night in the upper room. It's another good time to be together. I'm so glad you're doing well. I trust you are. And uh, tonight I'm going to have a two-part series here, this week and next Wednesday. So uh, I've had many people ask me many times over the years, quite a few actually, come and say, why aren't we seeing the miracles that uh, they saw in the book of Acts and, and, and in the Bible and what, what Jesus did and, and uh, stuff like, uh, why aren't we seeing the salvations? Why aren't we seeing the move of God? And tonight I want to talk to you first and foremost about, well, there is a pattern to it. There is a, a way that you find out how Jesus did it and how the, how the disciples of the first church did it. And uh, maybe there's something we can learn by just hearing it again over and over. Because listen, if you want, if you want something good to happen physically, you have to do something. You can't just talk about it. I've talk, mentioned it before. The info, watching infomercials will not get you in shape will not cause you to have a change in your body. Uh, same thing in the spirit world. If you wanna see the results of, of walking with the spirit or having the power of God in your life, you gotta do certain things. So we find out tonight, we're gonna to talk about Jesus tonight. How many of you know it's important to talk about Jesus any chance we get? And it, we Jesus was accredited with teaching, preaching, healing, and delivering. And the Bible says in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. We see Jesus doing those things, but how many of you know Jesus didn't do those things until a certain time, right? It, it, over in Luke chapter three, it says in verse 21, when the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heavens were open and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus was filled with the spirit at that point in time. He was <laughs> the spirit of God came upon him. Then it says following the next verse says, now Jesus himself began, uh, began his ministry about 30 years of age, being as it was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Hel Heli. But it goes on to give you uh, a uh, genealogy. But then in, Acts chapter, or in Luke chapter four, it goes on to say, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Now, you know, that's where the temptations of Satan came. He fasted 40 days, 40 nights, and then Satan had come to him. I, I, I don't know if Satan was continually doing that, was harassing him, but we know he did. But Jesus being filled with the spirit. How many of you know, if you're going to ward off the devil, you got to be filled with the spirit. You can't say, you know, the sons of Sceva tried that, didn't they? Uh, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who, who are you when they try to uh, uh, tell the devil to get off them? But it goes on to say that he was tempted by the enemy, but what did, he, what did he do? He spoke the word of God in power and in authority, didn't he? But Jesus answered in, in verse four, 
It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And then the devil took him up into a high mountains and, and offered him the whole world, the kingdom of the whole world at that time. But Jesus goes back, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. So we see Jesus <laughs> warding off the devil. Not, not, he didn't even get mad and, or fly off at the devil. He just began to quote the word of God. How many of you know when you, when you have the authority of God, when you're filled with the spirit, begin to speak the word of God, the devil will flee. It goes on to say he was asked, uh, it was, when he was tempted, he says in verse 12, you, Jesus said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And then, of course, we know the enemy left him for that time. Then he went back to Nazareth, got up in the, in the synagogue, which was his, his uh, 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 common place for him to do that. But this is what he says. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, he didn't say that before. He was reading from the prophet Isaiah, and he did not say that before when he, when he taught in the synagogue. Uh, he didn't say the spirit of the Lord is up on me, but now he did because he was filled with the spirit because he has anointed me, Acts 10, 38, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach liberty to the captives, and to recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Listen, Jesus knew who he was. He was filled with the Spirit. His ministry had started, and he, he knew who he was. Then it says, today this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. He sat down in, the place, uh, in that place, and they got very, very mad. Those, those people, <laughs> those those religious people got very mad. When you know who you are in Christ, and we should know who we are in Christ, if you don't, get Brother Hagin's little book in him and begin to fill your heart with, this is who I am. Don't look back at who you were. Look at who you are now. If you're filled, get filled with the Spirit. Begin to proclaim, this is who I am in Christ. And so Jesus did that, and then they were all mad. It says in verse 28, so when they heard those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. I'm telling you, what's going on in the world today is an antichrist spirit. <laughs> they don't, they don't want to stop just anything. They want to stop Christians from preaching that name Jesus and rose up against him and thrust them out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill on which what the city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. Listen, my friends, Jesus... <laughs> Jesus started his ministry right then and there. He, he, they were going to kill him for who he was and for what he was doing. Isn't that true? He was filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit in the wilderness, and showed what was in him at that point when he came back and proclaimed, this is who I am. I'm, I'm the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He began to proclaim what was greater was what was in him than what was coming against him. You and I can do the same thing. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So he began to proclaim those things and he tried to kill him. But he, then immediately he went out teaching and casting out devils. And then Peter's mother-in-law had a fever and he rebuked the fever and, and healed many after that. It said many came to him after that and were healed. It goes on to say he had jump-started his ministry. Soon as he was filled with the Holy Ghost, Soon as he was tempted by the devil, soon as he proclaimed who he was, he immediately began to do what God had called him to do. 
Amen? Now that's his pattern. He was always to do what the Father said to do. He was all, always obedient. We read where he was always holy, did what the Father showed him to do, only heard what the Father said, only said what the Father said, and he was always obedient to the Father. If we want to see good results in this day and this hour, we have to be obedient. If we're, Obedience is better than sacrifice. In other words, we can go our own way and come to church on Sunday, but it don't mean a thing. It doesn't mean that God is obligated to help us unless we're doing his word. Amen? Amen. Now in Luke 6, 12, uh, I'm just showing you a pattern here. I'll bring it to a point here in a little while. But in Luke 6, 12, we see, uh, now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain, to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. Number, <laughs> he is filled with the Holy Spirit, but what, did he, what was he doing? He was out to pray. He had to get the will of the Father. He had to know what the Father was telling him to do. He had to prepare himself for the next, uh, next uh, ordeal of crisis and, and preaching and teaching, did he not? And when, it, and when it was day, he called the disciples to himself, and from there he chose 12 and went on to say who they were. Now, in verse 17, now he had prayed all night now. In verse 17, here's what it says. And he came down with them and stood in the level place of the crowd of his disciples and a great multitude. That means a lot of people, my friends, from all over Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. Now, how many of you know, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're not praying, if you don't know who you are in Christ, you might as well say, you know, Humpty Dumpty set on a wall, but Humpty Dumpty won't be put back together again because you have no power. But it goes on to say, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and they were healed. Hallelujah. And a whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them. Listen, my friends. This is a mandate for the church today, and we'll talk about that next week even more, but it's a mandate to go out and preach the gospel, and teach and heal and deliver, that signs and wonders be done. But we can't do that without the power of the Holy Spirit. Back in verse 12, it says, uh, uh, the note for Luke, uh, verse 12 says, Luke emphasizes the fact that Jesus prayed before critical events. He knew what was coming. He had to be filled up on a regular basis. Now we turn to Mark chapter uh, Mark chapter 1. This is just stuff I'm reminding you of. I hope you have your Bible. You can check it all out in the Bible and, and see if I'm telling the truth here. But this is a pattern that we see Jesus having uh, had when he was out doing the will of the Father. Amen? Amen. And Luke, uh, or Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Now in the morning, having risen from a long, uh, a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and he, what? He prayed. <laughs> now I hope I'm getting your attention on this, why we need to pray. Not just come to Monday night prayer, not just come on a Saturday morning. We need to pray about our lives. We need to be uh, continually in prayer, finding out what the the Father would have us to do. Now it goes on to say, and Simon and those who were with him searched for him. Listen, <laughs> whenever they were looking for Jesus, a lot of the times he was out praying. He was filling himself up with what the Father wanted him to do. When they found him, they said to him, 
Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, let's go into the next town that I might preach there also before the purpose I have come forth. And he went preaching in their synagogues throughout all of Galilee and casting out demons. You think Jesus would have been any different than us when he, even though he had been baptized in the spirit, even though the spirit was up on him, if he did not pray and continually keep himself filled up, I doubt very seriously he would have done what he was called to do. Amen. So it says he went out and casting out demons. Now, let's go on. Luke 5, 16. We see in, in, uh, back over in Luke chapter 5. And verse 16, so he said, often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. This is, <laughs> he often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. The Greek uh, ver uh, uh, verb tense indicates that Jesus habitually withdrew for prayer. That's what it's saying. Habitually, he continually was, uh, was in prayer. He never, it never went without, very long without praying. I remember, uh, uh, Wigglesworth, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, they talked about him being a man of prayer. He said, uh, I, I think it was something to the effect of, uh, do you pray all the time? He says, no, I pray. Uh, I never go more than 30 minutes or so without praying. In other words, he was in constant prayer. It sounds like what Paul said when he says, continually be in prayer. Don't, don't quit. Well, it doesn't mean you just go around uh, speaking in tongues all the time or, or, uh, or just solitary prayer. It means everywhere you go, you're talking to the Father, give, getting instructions. We have the Holy Spirit to lead us so we can get instructions from the Holy Spirit because he knows everything, right? Now in uh, Luke 15, uh, 16, uh, and then he went on after that and for, he forgives and heals a, uh, a paraly uh, paralytic and uh, went on immediately after that healing and delivering people, did he not? Uh, Luke or Matthew 14, back over to Matthew. Now this is just stuff that's setting up a pattern that he had here. And it says uh, in verse 23, well, let's look at verse 22. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. This is after he had fed the 5,000. He'd already done a great miracle, right? So now he's sending his uh, his disciples on across the lake, on across the sea. And he, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain by himself to what? <laughs> to just fool around, do nothing? No, he went up to the mountain to pray because he knew it wasn't going to be very long before he was going to have to be doing some other <laughs> miracles, signs, and wonders and, and teaching and preaching. I mean, you know, you don't, can't preach a, uh, the word of God that causes people's hearts to change without an anointing. The word is anointed, but you need to be anointed to preach it. Amen. So he went up the, into the mountain to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. I mean, you know, many times Jesus prayed was he was alone, didn't he? Even in the garden, the, the, the disciples fell asleep and he said, could you not tarry with me at least one hour? So he was really alone in the garden when he struggled with that, that uh, commitment he had to do the will of God. Now it goes on to say when he, when, uh, but the, uh, he was alone, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the, of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the water, and when the disciples saw him walking, they were saying, it's a ghost, and they cried out. 
But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, now he's walking on the water, my friends. <laughs> you don't listen, he don't do that without the power of God in you. And you can't, so he said, be of good cheer. I, I mentioned that last week, I think. Be of good cheer, it is, not, it is I. Be not afraid. That He's telling you that tonight. Don't be afraid. Be of good cheer. Be cheerful. Be, let the power of God give you uh, the joy of the Lord and the peace of God. Amen? Amen. So then it goes on to say, and Peter answered and said, Lord, if you, be, you uh, command me to come uh, on the water. And he said, come. And so he walked on the water and they went a little further, you know, and then and when G, uh, Peter began to sink, uh, and Jesus, of course, Jesus reached out and got him. You know, listen, you haven't gone too far that Jesus can't reach out if you call on him. <laughs> Wherever you, you get in trouble, don't run away from God. Run to him and say, God, help me. Jesus, help me right in the midst of your trouble. Well, I've done that trouble was brought on by my own foolishness. Well, so what? Ask the Lord to help you. But he did say, oh, Oh, you have little faith. And when they got into the boat, uh, when the, they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then they were in the boat, came, came and worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. Well, he walked on the water and he went on to heal the sick. Uh, many were touched in the next passage or next verses there. Many crossed over to uh, Gennesaret uh, and he touched many people there and healed them. Now, what, how did that power come? Did it come because one time he was filled with the Spirit or, or was he con was continually being refreshed and re regenerated in power in him by, the, by going to the Father in prayer? Now, over in Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11, it says something here that uh, it's uh, interesting to me because it's a scripture where they asked Jesus to teach him to pray. Find it here in a second. Now it came to pass. Now listen, he had just—they had just seen been with Jesus for a number of, of, of crusades already. You know, they—they—they'd watched him perform, hadn't they? They had saw the signs and wonders. They saw the people healed. They saw the, the lame walk, the blind to see. Uh, they saw him cast out devils. But I find it interesting that they came to him, and to, it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him. Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. What did they ask him? Lord, we want to know, we see this power going out of you, and we also see you going to a solitary place and praying. Now, teach us what to pray. Teach us how to pray. Now, he goes on to say that, what we, that they call the Lord's Prayer, the, or our Father who art in heaven, be the, how it be thy name. I'd, I'd have to read it again because I messed it up one time at a <laughs> at a Thanksgiving service because I was quoting one verse of the uh, version of the Bible and and the people were quoting another one. You don't do that, so it's easier to read it. But here's the point: He was telling them things there. Now, listen. This isn't a pr prayer that you take and just do repetition. We we have groups that do that. They will quote, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name," and they'll go through the whole. Thing. What he was telling in there is how to pray and what to pray about. And I wrote some of the things. Don't ask to heal. Uh, let's see where I'm at. Uh, the prayer is an 
outline for personal worship, intercession, petition, warfare, and praise. And it may be a few more things. I didn't. I read some of the. You know, you read some of those. But that's what we're to do. We're. To, we're. To, this is a. This is a guideline of how to pray. We don't just have a one little line of worship to the Father. We begin to praise Him on a regular basis on an extended period of time. So. Why, why am I telling you this tonight? Doesn't it look like Jesus was filled with the Spirit? His ministry began. He, he was accredited with signs and wonders and miracles. He went about teaching and, and, and seeing multitudes come to the kingdom. He, we, we see him uh, where he, but he was continually in line with the Father in prayer. So why am I telling you all this tonight in this next few minutes? Well, <laughs> Listen to what John 14, verse 7 says. Not too much more tonight, but I got a lot more for next week. John 14. Now, they're asking him, show us the Father. And I'll just read part of this until we get to the other point I want to make. If you had known me, you would have known me, my Father also, and from now on you will know him and have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and it is uh, significant, significant for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. When you want to know what the Father looks like, look at Jesus. Amen? When you want to know what the, the will of, of the Father is, look at Jesus, what he did. Amen? Show and and uh, how long and you can ask and say, show us the Father. Did you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The Father, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Why do you think he was at prayer so much? Why do you think he got out every time he had a chance? He was in solitary somewhere, uh, solitary somewhere, pr uh, praising and worshiping. And listen and praying to God. Why? Because it was the works of the Father. He was doing the works of the Father. That's what we're to do. We're to do the works of Jesus. Paul said, Follow me as I follow Christ. That's what we're to do. Goes on to say, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Now, why am I telling you this tonight? Why am I talking about the pattern that Jesus laid out for us? Because here's the next, listen to this next passage here. Most assuredly, I say to you, brothers and sisters, Mike, <laughs> Pastor Mike, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than that these he will do because I go to my Father. Listen, greater works. He didn't say different works, just greater in the scope of of, uh, um, well, it says down here, the greater works are in value, they're not in value or significance than his, rather are greater in scope and number. In other words, there's more people. Jesus did his in a condensed little area in the Middle East, did he not, when he was here? But now, he's, he'll tell us soon, wait for the Spirit to infill you, then you can go about doing greater works. You, you're going to uh, see more people. There's more people in the world today, six, over 6 billion people. They're going to need to hear the word of God. Amen. That's our responsibility. But his pattern was, he was, <laughs> he was what? He was the son of God. He was the word made flesh. 
but he came to earth for our sakes to save us from our sins. But he was filled with the spirit. And when his, when his ministry started, he was filled with the spirit and went about doing good and says, we will do the works that he did and in greater works in a greater scope and a number. Amen. Goes on to say, then he says, whatever you ask in my name that I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, what's he saying? You can ask anything in my name. Does it mean uh, uh, anything to me? It means anything according to his will and the pattern he laid down for us, that others might come to know him, that others might be healed, that others might be saved, delivered, and set free by, by his name. Amen? Amen. So he was, uh, Jesus knew, listen, he knew who he was. He was led by the Spirit. He was filled, fulfilled the Father's will and he was committed to prayer. This is my prayer for you tonight, that you would begin to seek the Lord, you would begin to pray like never before, begin to say who you are in Christ, begin to proclaim it, and we'll begin to see greater things happen. Now next week, I'm gonna to talk to you about the pattern of the, the, uh, the uh, first church and how they begin to do exactly what Jesus had laid down in his pattern. So we need to, we need to follow <laughs> the word of God. We're not here just to go around once in life and, and just come to a church and say we believe something. It's, it's a matter of we step out and do the works that Jesus called us to do, but we have to do what Jesus did in order to do them. Let me pray for you right now. Father, I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice. First of all, that we'd all have a desire to do the works that Jesus said we would do, that we'd have a desire to be filled with the spirit, that we'd, we'd proclaim who we are in Christ, that we go about, but we'd pray, pray without ceasing, do the things that God called us to do, and we might see the glory of God and, and God glorified in our lives and the Father would be glorified in what we do. Thank you for every person listening tonight. May they, and may it be well with them. May we stir our hearts tonight to do the will of the Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for being here tonight. We'll see you next Wednesday night. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.